regardless if you're multi-passionate in business or multi-passionate in personal life or with, you know, certain issues or anything, it can become so overwhelming because it's like uh, you don't know where to pour your energy or time. And what I've found is it's important to kind of identify what your current season is of what you're deeply devoted to. Just because you might not be really committed to something right now doesn't mean it might not come forward down the road. Um, And that even, that's such a good headspace to even think about when like pursuing anything. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. Today I have on special guest, Natalie Bright. She is a conscious business and leadership educator out of Portland, Oregon. She's a Leo sun, Pisces moon, and a manifesting generator. So she is super fiery and she cares really, really, really deep. Um, She is naturally really great at getting things going and putting her ideas into creations. She is a multi-passionate creative and she has been studying art and philosophy in college. And then she went back to school for cosmetology. So totally can relate to her there. Hairdressers unite. And she has studied everything from design, branding, art, philosophy, consciousness, energy, healing, earth and plant medicine, leadership, sociology, ethics, economics, psychology, quantum physics. I mean, she is so smart (laughs) and you'll hear in this episode, she's just a very, um, well-rounded human being who channels all of the wisdom and knowledge that she has into really tangible, digestible information for entrepreneurs who are especially using the online space as their medium of expression. She is very motivated by the idea of changing business paradigms. This is something I'm really interested in and that we talk a lot about Um, and reimagining entrepreneurship in a way that allows us to do work that positively impacts people and also gives back to ourselves, society, and the planet. She's very passionate about creating a bigger impact beyond just the things that you're doing um, immediately and how they have like a ripple out effect and affect many different things in a really beautiful way so that we can be a part of this creation of the new earth of the new paradigm where it's much more inclusive and more heart forward and really truly embodies equality for all people. I know you're going to love this episode so grab a notebook and a pen and take some notes because Natalie is dropping so much information in this episode you're going to want to take some notes. And if you love this episode, please take a screenshot or an audio recording on your phone and share it in your Instagram stories so you can share it with your audience so that they can listen to because it's really, really valuable. And I hope that you enjoy. Hello, Natalie. Welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am 
thrilled to have you on because you have been so influential in my life and a big part of the reason like this podcast exists and my membership exists and my business online exists. So I am so thankful for you and all the work that you do. And it has definitely inspired me to take the reins on my own business. And I love the way that you share and evolve and navigate your own life and business. So I cannot wait for everyone to hear what you have to say. Yay, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, so why don't you start by just telling us where you live, where you are, and a few of your favorite things about yourself and your work. Yeah, yeah, so I'm out of um, Portland, Oregon. So I did not grow up here. I'm from the Midwest, so grew up in Ohio. Um, And I primarily help people start and sustain online businesses. So, some things that I really love about just myself and my life. Um, I'm really deeply passionate about nature. So anything that allows me to really be immersed in the earth, immersed in um, the collective, just immersed in this world really, really lights me up. So uh, I love my ability to kind of connect. Um, I'm pre- I would say I'm pretty passionate and compassionate. So uh, yeah, I just, I kind of get off on human to human interaction and um, togetherness. And uh, I've been really into reciprocity right now, like working with reciprocity and relationships. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Awesome. And you're in Portland? Yep, Portland. Yeah, definitely a great hub for nature. I love your Instagram stories with like all of your beautiful flowers and tree pictures. It's unreal. Like that was probably the biggest shock moving out here was just like, like everybody's yard looks like it belongs in a magazine. And it's okay. just so shocking how beautiful it is. Uh, does that help you get inspired for like creating, you you create, I don't know if any of you are a part of Natalie's um, school or follow her on Instagram and stuff, but she's, you always have so much content. I'm like, she, you're just like constantly, you're like so inspired all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's, and it's funny because um, it, it takes me really staying deeply embodied. Like if I'm going through, you know, challenging times, like one thing this year has been a big test of like how to stay inspired Mm -hmm. um, in spite of like just not very inspiring stuff going on around you, you know? So it's definitely for me, um, like being in nature is instantly, like instantly we'll get like creative ideas going or even just um, slowing down, like really slowing down and clearing the clutter tends to keep my channel open. I notice if I'm doing too much, consuming too much, um, focusing on too much, it's just, I I have no creativity at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like overload. Can't even focus on anything. Yep. It's so interesting you said that, that there's not very much inspiring going on right now and it's hard to get personally inspired within like at the same time, there's so much going on right now that's inspiring, but trying to find your place within it all is, is a really interesting space to navigate because as like, like you said, you're such a compassionate person and you freaking care so much about so many people and so many things that Sometimes it can feel a little overwhelming to feel inspired to know where to pour your attention into because you're like so multi-passionate about, you know, this, 
this uh, rights for these people and and the environment over here and like things happening around the world. And it's like how to maybe give us a little insight on how you stayed inspired um, being such a compassionate person and caring so much where to find your your niche, where to find yeah. your space. Yeah, it, it that's such a good question because it is, um, I think, especially regardless if you're multi-passionate in business or multi-passionate in personal life or with, you know, um, certain issues or anything, it can become so overwhelming (laughs) because it's like, uh, you don't know where to pour your energy or time. Um, and what I've found is it's important to kind of identify what your current season is of what you're deeply devoted to. Because Mm -hmm. just because you might not be really committed to something right now doesn't mean it might not come forward down the road. Um, And that even, that's such a good headspace to even think about when like pursuing anything, you Mm -hmm. know, of like, just because you say right now, this season isn't the time doesn't mean it's never going to be the time, but it's like, really prioritizing what matters most to you in this moment. That's what I've been trying to work with is like, especially right now, there's so many different issues and topics on um, more of like the societal lens, but even in business, there's a lot going on right now in that realm too. So it's like really discerning, okay, what do I want to take a stance on what do I really feel so committed to right now and want to be a part of the conversation around that and not taking offense of people say, oh, you should be talking about this too, or you should be caring about this. Cause it's like, you can't, you can't possibly like fragment yourself into every single thing and be really that effective, you know? Oh my gosh. That's such a great perspective to have on it because I know a lot of people who are listening right now are very spiritual and very in touch with their emotions and feelings and feel so big. And when you're in business too, I mean, business, you're, you're trying to make a living. Like I have a family and kids and mortgage. And like, you have all these things you have to take care of yourself first, but also caring so much. You want to help other people. But I think that's a really great way to look at is like, find what season you're in right now. Like, where can you really pour yourself into to make a difference and not just do nothing? (laughs) Yep. Um, but know that you don't have to be spread so thin across the board because people will come at you and say that kind of stuff. They will. And it's so, I always just kind of even envision it of like, and it's even just the fragmenting of our energy of like, if we try to spread ourselves too thin in any way, regardless of what it is, you're going to be less potent. You know, your energy is going to be less potent, but it's like, if you go all in on the things that our top priority right now, you're going to be much stronger energetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you, sh- can you share with us a little bit about your focus of attention? Cause I've been in your community and your membership have noticed a shift and have learned a lot um, on how to integrate some of these things that you've been working on into my own business and just increasing my awareness. And um, cause I've noticed how inclusive you're, you're making your intention be, for your business in verbiage and expression and just like so many different things. So if you could share with us a little bit about that. In yeah. Your perspective. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting to maneuver through because, um, I can see, especially in the online business industry, um, there's so much that I feel like we've just 
been kind of like functioning off of autopilot, you know, of like, well, this is how it's always been, or this is, this is just how, you know, it's always been taught where, um, I've kind of been in this like deconstruction mode of just like ripping apart all the rule books and, and really putting everything under a magnifying glass and looking to say like, does this actually resonate? Does this do more harm than it does help people and just really starting to um, like reclaim. Uh, it feels like there's such a strong theme around sovereignty this year of just like this reclamation. And so it's like reclaiming the power um, in, in moving forward and doing things that are of utmost uh, intention and integrity. So a lot of what I've been doing is like, going back to the foundation, like going back to the bare bones basics of um, just structure for business specifically and saying like, okay, is this foundation one I do want to grow off of or is there some stuff that needs shifted? So I've even been going back to like my business plan, my model, um, more of like the infrastructure of things and just changing that to make sure it is in the lens of inclusivity, it is in the lens of um, I've been calling it like uh, honest marketing or like ethical marketing, like that kind of stuff of just moving into these new empowering ways of doing business rather than disempowering or exclusive ways. So it's like just I think the best way to put it is like putting everything under a magnifying glass and looking and saying like, does this align or does it not align? And if it doesn't, okay, cool. What's a new paradigm way we can bring in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it's so cool how you do that and like share, because I've noticed from learning from you and just watching you grow and change in all these different ways that you like practice it and you, you focus on it and then you create something to share based off of that, like learning experience. And I think that's so cool. And I, I get a lot of people coming and asking, they're like, well, how do I find my passion or how do I find my purpose or how do I find like what I'm good at. And it's kind of right there. It's like, look at what you learn and what you have done and see how you could share that with other people. And like, there's a business. <laughs> exactly. And it really can be that easy. You know, it is, I, I call it like taking your own medicine. Like what are the, the lessons? What's the medicine you've received over your lifetime? Um, and how, how have you applied that to yourself, to your life, to your work? Um, because chances are you have developed some sort of skill set in there, some sort of signature kind of, um, method, uh, that is probably pretty valuable for people to learn about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you have any past lives that you're either currently still living in or <laughs> that you've had that you've moved on from like in business or in like different phases of your life Yeah, that yeah, kind of brought so you to here? Totally. So um, I originally actually started like um, going to school for art and philosophy. So that was kind of my first first life of pursuit of whatever I thought my purpose was, which, um, funny enough, like, and I think a lot of people do this is like, I, I beat myself up for so long of like, I wasted so much time in school. I, I don't know why I went, I got into so much debt and yada, yada, yada. But honestly, so much of what I learned in college, I 100% apply and and work with in the way I teach now. Um, And so it's like, 
I think it's important to note that whatever our past lives were, they 100% were there to move us into whatever our truest calling is, you know? And so, yeah, I started off in art and philosophy, um, studied like art history, fine art. Um, and then I studied the art of philosophy or the philosophy mm -hmm. of art. <laughs> so yeah, very much in like the, um, the creatives realm. And then I actually went back to school for cosmetology and went into more of like the, you know, physical design realm and creativity realm of, um, hair. And, and I worked in a spa for a while and that led me into the realm of kind of like the online space. Um, and I kind of started just mingling in online, you know, communities and got connected with other entrepreneurs and started seeing kind of what they were doing. And it's lit a spark in me of um, just, I don't think I ever realized that that was even possible until I started seeing other people, you know, build their own businesses and stuff like that. And um, I originally started for like more life coaching, um, more kind of like mindset and life coaching, a lot of alignment and embodiment coaching. And then over the years, it just really became evident that like I'm obsessed with working with other entrepreneurs. <laughs> so it kind of just molded and morphed over time. Um, and I've been heavily working solely with entrepreneurs for over three years now. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's really funny that I always find the hairdressers and I'm like, oh, there you are. I interviewed one of my yoga teachers and she used to be a hairdresser too. And I'm like, we all just find each other. It's so cool. But it's such a creative, I feel like it's such a creative um, industry though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had to do a lot of pivoting in the last several months. Um, a lot of my friends live out in California and their salons just got shut down again for a second time. So I've actually been working with a lot of my hairdressing community, helping them find, you know, a lot of them are like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. I don't know if this is even something like the space has given them so much um, to think about. And then um, a lot of people are shifting how they approach it, like this new paradigm of beauty, because beauty is also being redefined right now with everything that's going on um, in society, socially. Um, within just everything, marketing, business, it's all changing. Um, and we're seeing business or beauty in a different way. Yeah. So that's been a really interesting thing to navigate. <laughs> it's, it's really powerful what's happening right now, though, because that's, that's an area I've been so like obsessed with, um, just kind of really doing a lot of like research around and stuff too, especially with like, just the dynamics of, you know, marketing tactics, you know, playing off of societal standards of beauty versus like redefining that and um, redefining how we go about selling beauty, you know, because that's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That has been really interesting because like you were saying, going through all of your business curriculum and all the things that you're sharing, like, are these things helpful or hurtful? to other people like I mean I'll just go there and like say like some people are saying like good vibes only or you know just you know you can do anything like all of these comments that are not inclusive to people who might feel like they've had so much trauma or they've been through so many things that they're not quite there yet to like fully believe that and so going deeper 
deeper, 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 deeper into like, how can we connect more on a soul level? Yep. That's been kind of my focus with shifting all this stuff around is like working at a soul level instead of a surface level. Yeah. What does that look like? And how does that, how does that show up? And how does that work without getting caught in the duality or the polarity of everything. Not that you have to be for everyone. You have to take a stance on what you believe in, but how can you be more in the center of soulfulness instead of the surfaceness that tends to get pulled in two directions? Yep. Yep. It is. It's such like just bringing things deeper, um, which requires so much like intention like really being so intentional um and i think that's that's one of the coolest things that is shifting right now is stuff that again kind of like what i said earlier we've been so just kind of in this it's always been this way so we keep doing it this way type of mentality that now we're seeing like uh it's time to do things differently like totally time to do things differently and just shifting what that looks like and in defining what it looks like, which is such a weird place to be in because we don't have anything to work off of anymore. There's no like example of like how other people move through this massive revolution that's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like trying to create a new playbook for us to function from and, and, and keep going forward from that it doesn't really exist yet. So we have to create it. Yeah, I feel like, wow, <laughs> that feels like like the common theme of <laughs> how I feel yeah. all the time. I'm like, I want to do this. It doesn't exist. Yeah. How do I do this? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And like what you've created and why I was so drawn to you in the, the first place was that you had done such a beautiful dance of merging spirituality, personal connection, soul connection with self-expression through business in a way that felt so authentic. And I have not Natalie seen very much of it. (laughs) Like it's been, it's, it's interesting because when you start really caring about that and caring about really authentically expressing yourself and not putting yourself into a cookie cutter, you know, that you're the only one who can do that. And finding other people who are doing it is kind of the only way to figure out what that is for you. Yep. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild because, um, I know like the work that I do is 100% not for everybody because you have to be in that space of willingness to take responsibility of self, you know, because like, I don't, I don't really teach any, like, if you just do this, you'll get this result like none of that's in my stuff which that's a lot of kind of um the norm that's been been kind of painted is like here's this blueprint here's this step-by-step process if you do as I've done you'll get x results Mm -hmm. um but now again we're seeing that sovereignty come in and that reclamation come in where um there's just a new way of moving through things that requires us to really have an opinion and and take like take the time to cultivate our own ideas and our own ways of doing things. Yeah. It's like this real radical empowerment, (laughs) like super radical self-empowerment of knowing that we have something special to offer and it doesn't have to fit. And I mean, can you imagine if all of us had the same kind of like business 
plan model. So boring. <laughs> it would be so boring. It's like that wouldn't be that wouldn't be fun at all. And you know, I think that is really where we're moving. And creativity is so abundant and creativity can come in all different ways. Like some people will be like, I'm just not like a creative person or I'm not, I'm not artsy. You know, I'm not into like this, like free floating. I'm so systematic or I'm so like this. I'm like, that can be creative. I'm like that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's so creative to me because I'm like, I want to find, I'm always looking for ways to creatively be organized like creatively be <laughs> held accountable like yeah you know and so I'm like where are you where are those people because I love that when you yeah. find ways to express that gift yep yeah it's such a like it's such a perspective with it you know because even um I think about a lot of times people will be very shocked when I say like, I am actually not super like go with the flow type of person at all. I have to actually teach myself and like practice just letting go and letting things go as they like in a very unplanned way where I actually find a lot of creativity and a lot of expression through structure and through more like organization and stuff like that. Um, and it, I think a lot of people would never in a million years think that structure could be creative or expressive, you know? So it's like, just again, like redefining things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, we're like breaking all of these rules and breaking everything down so we can create it again. I mean, on a large scale, but also an, on an individual scale, on an in, internal scale, it's like everything is kind of having to go. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What are some of your most precious or like some of the tools that you lean into most to keep yourself connected and keep yourself like maybe some of your spiritual practices that you use? Yeah. So I'm really big on my daily alignment practice. So like, it's basically the first thing I do every single day. Um, I have like my own little, I call it my Zen Den room. It's like my little personal space room. Um, and I have like a daily ritual every single morning um, before I tune into anything else. I go into my space and I have like my own rituals and practices that I do. And it looks different every day. It's truly like whatever I feel called to practice that's going to really tap me in and feel, make me feel really aligned, um, really inspired, really kind of like, like uh, tuned in, you know? So some, a lot of times it's a lot of journaling, like I'll journal anywhere from like two to 10 pages a day. Like I will just like spill whatever's on my mind. Um, And a lot of times like my content comes from that. It comes from whatever comes up during that session. Um, And then I do like, I'll read sometimes I will like doodle or draw or create something on my iPad. Um, Sometimes I'll even use tarot and do like tarot card pulls. Um, I'll do sometimes yoga or meditation or sometimes I'll even get outside and do nature walks. It really depends on like what I feel called to do that day. But that's, it's, it's basically just like things that activate you, things that really pull you in and, um, connect you to yourself, but make you feel also just like connected to what's around you too. I love that you have so much like fluidity within your practice. Because I think, again, like a lot of people think I have to have this morning ritual 
and it has to be wake up I do this then I do that then I do this and it's so masculine and Mm -hmm. so rigid and then we get like down on ourselves or we feel super out of flow because we didn't have time to do it yep Yep. (laughs) it's like very counterproductive here um so I love that that you just like give yourself permission to wake up and like what do I need yep Yeah. And that's such like a great prompt even to ask yourself is just like, what do I need today? What's going to really um, just make me feel tapped in, make me feel connected, make me feel safe. Like that's another thing too, is like to think about what's going to make you feel safe to pursue whatever you want to pursue that day. Mm, That is amazing. Do you do like every morning, do you sit down and write out your day? Like, oh yeah. (laughs) Time Oh yeah. And I'm like, I'm very, I'm a total planner person. Like I have my planner that I fill out every single day, Monday through Sunday, like every day. And this is a great example of um, like bringing creativity into more of like that structured aspect. Cause I'm really into like highlighters and fancy pens and stickers. Mm-hmm. And so I get like super creative with my planning process, um, which is so fun. Like I love it. And so I do like a full spread of planning for the day. Um, And I do pen to paper first before I ever move into like my digital, you know, like operations management or, you know, project scheduling or anything like that. And so that kind of like more creative way of planning in the beginning of the day, whether it be, you know, writing to-do lists or time blocking or scheduling yourself, I feel like if you can get really creative with how you set up your day in like a practice, um, it's going to be much more kind of like, I feel like you're going to feel much more flowy going into it rather than like this rigid, okay, I have to do this. And you know, like this very masculine approach. Yeah. So you have a team, like a team, like you've built a team of people who support you and you can kind of delegate now for anyone who's listening right now in their really interested in getting into this kind of space. Cause I know that's one thing that people get a little overwhelmed with. They're like, well, I don't have a team and I can't do the marketing and the advertising and the Canva creations and like all of this stuff on my own. Like I know I started off by doing it all on my own and I look back at it and I was like, man, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not like great, but it, I did it. Um, and I'm sure you probably started there too. You know, you got to, yep just like go. What would be your advice to people who are listening, who are like interested in getting into starting to express themselves through like an online business or starting to create something? Like what are some maybe core things that you would suggest to get started so that they don't get hung up on all the details? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say, honestly, the best thing to do is before you even get started on like the doing of things um, to actually really get in a good rhythm for how you're kind of um, like scheduling and, and making space and time for your top priorities. So, you know, say you want to start, I don't know, say you already have a business concept or you have, you know, kind of an idea of what you want to start kind of putting out there, or, you know, building a brand around or something. 
I would get really clear on like what your top priorities are for the front end of your business versus the back end, because the front end is going to be like, you know, starting to manage your social media accounts, post content, uh, build an audience, engage, interact with people, get in IG stories, like that kind of stuff. Whereas the back end of your business is going to be more of like the, the structure, the framework that you're supporting yourself with. Um, it might be email management. It might be, um, Canva creations or product or program or service creations or, um, things like that. So I would kind of schedule and make time for when you are tackling the front end of your business versus the back end. That way you're building out the business itself, but you're also building out the audience and community that's going to flow into that business. Because mm-hmm. um, what I see happen a lot is people either get stuck in all the details of the back end, like I have to have a website ready first, and I have to have this and this and this and this before I can even start putting myself out there. No. Just get yourself out there. Just start building, building, building. Um, even if you don't have anything finished to flow them into that way, because if you wait until everything's perfect, which it'll never be perfect, but if you wait until like everything's built before you even start launching and, and building an audience in the front end, um, it's going to take you way longer to start, you know, creating leads and stuff like that. Whereas if you start building your brand and your business in the front end and building an audience as you're cultivating those things in the back end, you're going to start building those relationships and trust and you're going to start building those leads a lot quicker. Mm. Yeah, that's great advice. And also really solidifies purpose and and authenticity and passion into it too. It's like I'm doing this for like a real heart-centered reason instead of like, I'm about to get on here and make six figures. Or exactly. Exactly. I think that's where a lot of people get hung up of like, if I just build this thing based off of what I, you know, was told to do and launch it, the money is going to come rolling in. But the, the thing is like, we're in this new paradigm way of business where it really takes trusting the process, um, doing things for sustainability's sake and, building relationships, like really building relationships where people can trust you and be safe with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, this has been amazing. So much That's valuable it. information. I know everybody's listening is like probably taking notes because it's Yay. so good. Okay. So I'm doing a new thing and I think this is going to be really fun and we're going to try it out and it's called boil it down. I don't know where I heard this, but I thought that is freaking fun. I want to do that on the podcast. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you a question and then like pretty quickly, it's kind of like a, like, what's your first gut reaction? You're going to respond with a one word answer. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. How do you feel about the future of online business? Excited. What's the energy you're calling in for the rest of quarter three and quarter four? Um, Spaciousness. Ooh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> How do you describe your purpose? Connection. What's your favorite word? <laughs> oh, alignment, I guess. Sure, alignment. Good. Okay, and then the last one, a one-word message to our listeners. Mm, trust. Mm. Perfect. I love that. That's super fun. Yeah, so fun. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for hanging out with me. 
You're amazing. This has been so great. Um, Such a great conversation. I hope everybody who's listening feels like very connected and um, we'll put in the show notes below where you can find Natalie and her online school, which is so valuable if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur and are looking for alignment um, in your your business and your expression of your personal gifts. Highly recommend. Um, Yeah. And thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Enjoy the nature. Thank you. See you later. See you. Bye.